This is Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creative, and lifelong learner. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, simple mindfulness tools available to everyone to empower greater control of life's experiences and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, how does self-awareness inform your identity? Did you know that your identity is largely artificial and comes from your equally artificial ego? Seriously, for a lot of people, this seems like a complete and utter line, but it's one of the most truthful things you will ever hear because the reality is most of our identities are false. They are made up of things that are not actually, factually who we are here and now. A lot of times, identity is built upon an ego, and your ego was built upon a whole combination of other factors, which I'll get into going forward here, but it's not necessarily who, what, where, how, or why you actually, factually are. Identity is complex, and how you identify yourself is going to vary depending on your circumstance or your situation that you're in at the time, but it tends to get tied up into the artifice of your ego. And I want to get into this in greater detail here because I think it really is important to know that ego and identity are so inextricably linked. You are made up of a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is the ability to identify what you're thinking, what and how you're feeling, your actions and intentions and everything else right here and right now in your mindset, headspace, psyche, self. Your conscious mind only works in the present. It is only a product of the here and now. And the only time you can access it is when you mindfully are consciously aware of it. Your subconscious mind, on the other hand, is like a giant sponge, and it is everything you ever take in in your life. It absorbs veritably everything everything without filter. It's also your beliefs, values, and habits live. That's where all of your thinking occurs at the deepest, deepest levels. And everything that you've created over time and all the beliefs, whether you still hold on to them or not, the values that may or may not speak to you anymore, all of them live in your subconscious. And unless you are consciously actively striving to get a hold of it and take a look at what's going on in there, you are not connected to your subconscious mind. Mindfulness is when you actually take a moment to identify right here and right now who, what, where, how, and why you are. And it is only in the present that you can be mindful. Your subconscious mind is always running in the background. It's just like the OS on your computer or your smartphone. It's the operating system that everything runs off of. And unless you access it, lots of things are there in the background that don't do anything. Now, along the way, during multiple points in our lives, we have times where our conscious mind and our subconscious mind are aligned. And when that happens, we build this construct, this bridge between them, and that is your ego. Your ego is built upon who you believe yourself to be at the time that the bridge is made between the conscious and subconscious mind. 
When this goes unchecked over a long period of time, it ceases to be who, what, where, how, and why you are. And this is where identity comes into play. Mostly, we think about who. And a lot of times this gets brought to mind with statements like, I am. I am are the two most powerful words you can say when it comes to conscious reality creation. Self-awareness is all about being aware of yourself. It's quite literal. And when you use the words, I am, you're creating something. Identity ties into this, but a lot of times it ties into this egoic creation of yourself that you made at some prior point that you may have lost sight of, and that ego is both how you project yourself to the world at large and reflect back at yourself, and that is oftentimes your identity. And here's the thing that's most frustrating about this is that your identity is largely artificial. It's not who at your deepest heart of hearts you are. Mindfulness, the now, and your identity all tie together. And your subconscious mind is constantly acting to think and feel and make sense of things that often don't make any sense whatsoever. A lot of times we wind up in rote and routine and habit and things that we just do because we think it's what we do or we think it's what we should do or we think it's what we're supposed to do. And while sometimes this is good, there are times where this just gets in our way of being ultimately who, what, where, how, and why we desire to be. It gets in the way of the identity we truly desire to hold on to. Mindfulness is how you assume the control that is rightly yours. Mindfulness is a lot easier than we make it out to be because it's both rudimentarily simple and yet doesn't feel like it should work as easily as it does. But in the here and now, at this very present moment, if you pause and you ask questions such as, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What am I doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What are my intentions? You have made yourself consciously aware, ergo, mindful. Mindfulness is self-awareness, and that's how you can see if your identity is how and what you desire for it to be. And you have a tremendous amount of power to use your self-awareness to change your life in ways that you most desire for it to change. Yes, you are going to meet resistance from without. You are going to encounter a society that might tell you that you are unworthy and don't deserve and shouldn't have and blah, blah, blah. We can go on with this forever. But you're also going to meet internal resistance, and that is where the ego becomes the problem. Egos are comfort zones. When you created that construct in the past, based on that bridge between your conscious and subconscious mind, you were comfortable at that time with your identity. This is who I am. And that person is what you identified yourself to be. The problem is, this isn't always done in a positive way. There are times when the ego forms its impression of your identity, when bad things have happened. 
when you've had a breakup, after the death of a family member, after some horrific thing that occurred that told you that you were no good, that things were always bad, and so on and so forth. The next thing you know, you've formed this identity as always getting it wrong, always failing, never succeeding. Sound familiar? This is what happens, and the identity that you've created, the ego that you have, despite it not being comfortable in a literal sense of the word, is still a comfort zone. Why? Because it's familiar. Because it's stable. Egos love these comfort zones because it's this construct that you created in the past that you still access in the here and now and identify yourself via. The thing is, it's not really who you are. But egos are comfort zones. And Comfort zones and egos hate and fear change. Why? Because change kills them. Now, I talk about the ego like it's a living thing, but in reality, it kind of is. Your subconscious mind can often function in ways that you're just not consciously aware of. And the next thing you know, you're sitting there going, why was I thinking that? Why am I feeling that? I don't actually care about that. And yet... Because something in your subconscious mind went off on that tangent, the next thing you know, you're finding yourself stuck on something that you actually want nothing to do with. It's not uncommon. In fact, it's a very frequent occurrence for most of us, especially in this world of distractions. We are so distracted by the world outside of us and advertisements and other people telling us what's best for us and politicians telling us how to live. And I mean, take your pick. It's all these forces disempowering us because they want to control us. The truth is most control exists within ourselves. Ego is a construct and it is in a lot of respects just as much a separate living entity as your own conscious mind. Unchecked, it will run away and form an identity that might not suit you. The ego is artificial. That's the thing. It's not actually, factually, genuinely who, what, where, how, and why you are. Yes, elements of it are based in truth, or at least a past truth. But in the world of conscious awareness of self-awareness, of genuine mindfulness, it's not who you are. Identity is a fluid concept, which I'll get into here just a little bit further, but I want to finish up this thought on ego. Recognizing the artifice of your ego empowers you to destroy it. And I'm not saying you have to kill it dead or stick a bunch of stakes in its heart. I'm saying you need to set it aside and go, thank you for helping, thank you for serving me when you did. You are not me. And step away. Use your conscious awareness to be present here and now and access your deepest depths of yourself, of your subconscious mind, and be who, what, where, how, and why you desire most to be. That's your superpower. And when you do that and you use your conscious awareness to actively change and to create a new identity for yourself, your ego goes bye-bye. That's why your ego is so scared of change, because it knows change will kill it dead. Here's the thing. Your true identity is completely fluid. Even though it's rooted in your subconscious, it is 
rooted. It is deep. And who you believe in your heart of hearts, in the depths of your mind and soul that you are, is who you are. Your ego is a construct that was created at some point, not now, that is who you thought you were at one point. Only through conscious awareness can you access your subconscious mind and look at your identity and go, yeah, this is me. This is who I desire to be. Or, similarly, you can look at who you are now and say, I don't like this thing about myself. I am going to actively act to change it. The biggest challenge when it comes to this is a combination of the resistance of your ego and its desire for the status quo to remain quo, to remain as it is and as it's quote-unquote always been, along with outside influences that will tell you what your place in life is supposed to be. The outside world is constantly creating impressions of who and what we're supposed to be, where we're supposed to be why and how we're supposed to be. And they'll tell you this in both benign and malignant ways. There are lots of things out there that are just not healthy for us, and yet they distract the daylights out of us. And before you know it, you're focused on this idea of yourself, of an identity that's not who you desire to be. It's not actually you. You have the power to change that, but you're going to have to fight the resistance both from within your ego and from without the impressions of other people. This could lead to some issues with certain people. There are people who are going to be upset with you for changing. There are people who are going to feel like you're leaving them behind or treating them badly. And this is going to come from setting boundaries, saying no when you previously didn't say no, and just generally not necessarily giving absolutely everything you have away to other people because you want to be there for yourself. This can be challenging, particularly when you make choices that society looks at you and says, that's not right. That's not your place. Well, guess what? Society doesn't get to make that judgment. It's your life. It's your choice. When you choose to be consciously aware and to use mindfulness in order to access your subconscious, you get to choose to be who, what, where, how, and why you desire most to be. That's your superpower. And I don't care who you are or where you come from. You are worthy and deserving of it. Selfishness, which often gets thrown at you as being the thing that you're doing or not doing or blah, blah, blah. Selfishness is often completely mislabeled. And yes, sometimes acting for yourself will come across as selfish to other people. But real Genuine selfishness is about malice of forethought. It's knowing full well that your actions will harm somebody, and it's intentionally causing that harm because of a selfish act. It's taking way more than your fair share and leaving nothing behind for anybody else. It's doing something to empower yourself while actively disempowering somebody else. That is selfishness. Self-care that gets seen as selfishness by other people isn't actually selfish. But that's something that you have to reconcile on your own. And only via mindfulness and your own self-awareness do you have that power. But you do have that power. And your identity can be created 
recreated and altered by you and your conscious awareness and mindfulness practices. That will put you in the driver's seat. Okay, that sound tells me that it is time for this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. This is going to be a little bit different, so bear with me here while I create this. Let's take a look at what your ego is projecting to you, both within and without, and figure out whether or not this is the identity you wish to hold. Take a moment to yourself and go somewhere where you can be alone, get either a pen and paper or sit in front of a computer, and make sure you're in a quiet place. Take at least three deep breaths in and out to center yourself. Once you've done that and you've got your heart nice and slowed down and you're just focused on being present, I want you to set a timer for one minute. When you start the timer, I want you to write down, either on paper or on your computer, the following. I am. Write down multiple I am statements, whatever comes to mind over the course of the next minute. Just keep writing I am and whatever follows that statement. I am happy. I am sad. I am smart. I am stupid. Whatever it is, just write it out. When the time is up, look at the list of all the I ams that you came up with in a minute. This was stream of consciousness, so this should be accessing to some degree, your ego and your conscious and subconscious minds. When you look at that list, mark anything that looks and feels wrong. If there's an I am statement you made that doesn't serve you, that doesn't feel right, I want you to write that down and then explain it. Figure out, well, why isn't this right? What's not right about it? What, why isn't it right? And really analyze what you're saying about yourself because that ties into your ego, which ties into your identity, and this exercise can help you to find where change can be made to improve your life experience. Go ahead and repeat as necessary. Thanks for joining me for this week's Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Mahoney. She is the talented creator of my cover art. Do me a favor and take a moment to see her amazing art in her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com and my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand -hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve not only your life experience, but potentially that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please, be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.